Hello, this is Azalila Martinez. Welcome to podcast episode two. Uh, today we're going to highlight key concepts that stand out from Aaron Ryan's Federalism and the Tug of War Within. Now, what is federalism? Well, you see, federalism is a division of powers between the national and state governments. As I read through the first page, page one, we get the main question of who has the power to call all the shots? Who has greater power over the other? Because the Constitution does state some powers that are given to the federal government and some to the states. However, it does not go into great detail about like a tiny power that seems insignificant at the time or was not thought of at the time. And so it's kind of hard to say who really calls the shots when the Constitution doesn't specifically say that. Now we move on to page two. And the main idea we get from this are two questions. One from before, who gets to decide, who gets to call the shots. And a new question of who gets to decide who triumphs the other. Because the Constitution is not updated or able to be edited or anything of the sort like a Word document can. You can't just go back, delete a few sentences, insert a few more, and just act like it never happened. So now the question is, who gets to say, oh, the federal government gets to call the shots here, but the state government calls the shots here? And what gives them the authority to do that? Now, as we move on to page three, the main topic being discussed here is what is the exact definition of federalism? Because the Constitution doesn't say, hey, this is what we mean by federalism. Here are all the tiny details about it. No, so we just go off of our own personal theories of what we believe federalism should be. And so that raises the question, well, whose idea of federalism should we follow? Because many of the ideas of federalism have the same idea, the same basic concept, but they go shaky and split up even more on when it comes to details. So that raises the question of whose ideology of federalism should we follow? Because everyone who was there during the constitution around that time, they're dead. They, they aren't going to come up and say, hey, this is what we meant. No, not that detail. Yes, we meant this. No, now we have to decide, okay, do we side with our own thoughts and what we believe federalism should be? Or should we side with somebody else's idea or another person's idea? And it just goes in a big old circle loop. It, it goes on a crazy roller coaster just to end up nowhere because the grave details that could lead the country were never included in the constitution. So on page four, we get a brief description of why we can't just hand over powers to the states or to the federal government. And that is because of checks and balances. How can you check something if the Constitution didn't build up a way for it to be checked? 
And then we have to take into consideration who can protect the people's rights the best. Would it be the state who has the best interest for the people? Or would it be the federal government who has the best interest for the people? Because without the people, there is no government. No one can elect officials into the government. The government just will cease to exist. And that's one of the big issues. The second big issue is if you give a super big power that wasn't stated in the constitution, of course, to the states, then the state's government will have to figure out a way how to deal with it. But if they don't have the funding, the resources, you know, the things they need, then that power basically becomes useless and is wasted on the states. And the national government can't just go pick it up because that is a state power. And so the problem with that is, this, for one, the problem will never be resolved because the states can't do anything besides requests for funding and requests for resources. And the other problem with that is that also limits what the federal government can do because if the federal government is given all the super small powers, then they aren't allowed to do much and are very restricted. Now, if we move on to page five, we get a lot of information about climate change, uh, greenhouse gases, and other things that are harmful to our planet and to humans, ourselves, animals, uh, the things we eat, plants. And so that really puts into perspective how important handing out powers are. Because if the wrong government gets the power to you know control the people the way they need then the people themselves will either listen to the government and do what they need or just start doing their own thing because they believe the government doesn't have control over them for example if the federal government tells the people hey you know stop riding your cars all the time walk a little bit the people in the states are going to say no we bought cars for a reason we're going to use them but then again if the states go ahead and say hey people that live in my state we need you to stop riding your cars a lot you know then the people are going to get really upset also at them and say hey you're not allowed to tell us what we do that's really oppressing to us you're infringing on my rights and you know i feel threatened and now there's going to be the issue of um we can't control our people and the federal government can't control the people because we are well they feel we are pushing too much onto them or requesting too much of them and so yeah that's why distributing powers is really important because if you don't decide right away and you keep going back and forth, oh no, the federal government can only do this. No, you know what? Change it back. The states can do it. No, never mind. Just leave it to the federal. Then the people are going to be very distrustful in the government and just going to start doing their own thing. Page number seven goes into the same idea as page number six. It's still talking about greenhouse gases, uh, what's affecting humanity as it is and overall it gives off a sense of teamwork or at least 
as long as you have the right resources, you can start knocking down the problems one by one. Page eight uh, is giving a general sense of, okay, you know, the federal government already did all this research. We already found what's causing it, how to fix it. And now they just need the contribution of the states to enforce it in their state and go along and say, hey, guys, we have all this data and we need this done now. Here are the punishments if you don't do it. And here is all the good things that will come out of it. And that just shows how they work hand in hand and that some powers, yes, you can limit them, but you can also divide them evenly. As in, okay, the federal government is able to do all the research they need, all the, they can use all the resources they need, uh, reasonably, of course, reasonably. And then they can go off to the states and say, okay, here, states, you have the power to enforce these and the power to tell your people, hey, we need this done and put punishments as you see fit. And pages 8 and 9 are going into details of how the states are putting in their two cents, how they're helping the environment with things like the Clean Air Act and how they are helping uh, by building buildings that are green, that are resourceful and more energy efficient. And overall, just helping clear up any unnecessary creations or debris or anything that really just doesn't need to be made and instead using more I ideal ideas such as using energy efficient buildings to help with electricity use because a regular building uses over 70% of electricity consumed in the United States. And then page 10 in the end is saying that, yes, it's going to be a challenge to overcome uh, the what's happening with the climate and what's happening in the environment. But with combined efforts from both the states and the federal government and really anyone that is concerned about what's happening then that's when everything falls into place and everything works hand in hand and this is why the distribution of powers is so important because you can easily assign tasks that are within another branches or another um government's uh standards where their scope of practice is because if you give this this, this the states <laughs> the states a large task that requires way more funding than they have or they could ever raise then that's going to be a huge problem when it comes time for them to show their data okay what did you get well they can't get anything because they don't have the funds in order to collect that data and that's the last page um thank you for joining my second podcast and um keep an eye out for podcast number three thank you